0: podcast horse and welcome to our show horse for whore i'm mariah and i'm kayla and this week is strange disappearances part two two which means it's kayla's week yep oh but before she gets started i do want to shout out our instagram which is at horse for whore also if you want to send us a voice message as well as our email those are both linked in our episode description so we really want to hear from you Yes we do. So please reach out. <laughs>
1: Talk to us. Socialize. Help. Okay. Help! <laughs> okay, so this week I am covering the Sodder family missing children. Have you heard of it? I haven't. Other than like what I've told you.
0: No, I haven't. I see I thought it was the case where the people like went missing in California and they crossed the border into Mexico, but mm-hmm. alas,
1: I was wrong. Nope. Not that one. Save that one for next time, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So, this um, family is from Fayetteville, West Virginia.
0: Country roads, take me home. Do you know that song?
1: (laughs) Travis loves that song. (laughs) Me too. Um, The Sauter family is from, or lives in Fayetteville, West Virginia. Vietnam. (laughs) The... Adults' parents are George and Jenny Sauter, and together, over the course of 20-ish years, they had 10 children. Jesus! <laughs> Her poor vagina. The oldest child was, I think, 23 or 24 and was away in the military. So, on December 24th, 1945... 45? 45, shit. 45. Old-timey. The Sauter family home caught on fire. What? Hmm? George and Jenny Sauter and nine of their children were asleep when the fire started in the house.
0: I know this case. Do you? Yeah, no, now that you're saying this, it makes more sense. Yes, I know it. I can't remember all the details, but I definitely know this part.
1: Okay, well, Sylvia was two, Marion was 17, John is the 23-year-old, George Jr. was 16, Maurice was 14, Martha was 12, Lewis was 9, Jenny was 8, and Betty was 5.
0: Those are some 1900s names, if I've ever heard
1: them. Yep. So those are the children. Um, the parents and four of their children escaped the fire. Yeah. But five, five were in there, or four were left, okay. Five, five. Yeah, there's one more. Because the one is...
0: Yeah, one's away in the military.
1: It should be John, John should be away in the military. I don't, there's one name that I just don't have, I guess. Meh, fuck it. There's some kids in there. Yeah, either way, ten, ten kids overall, apparently, or nine, I don't know, whatever. Ten kids overall, one's away, five did not escape the fire and or we don't know and four escape the children who did not escape shared two bedrooms between the five of them both bedrooms being upstairs in the home okay so george went outside to get his ladder but it was missing and he puts the ladder in the same spot every day so it shouldn't be anywhere else it was later discovered that the ladder was 65 yards away from the house in a ditch Wow. yeah so, after he couldn't find the ladder, he went to his, t- he had two coal trucks, um, and he was going to move them and park them outside the window so he can climb on top of them to go into the, the windows of the rooms to get the kids. Makes sense. But for some reason, both of the trucks would not start. He just used them a couple days ago. Yeah. Okay, so, that's going wrong. Marion, one of the kids that escaped, ran to the neighbor's house to call the fire department, But they just didn't answer. Yeah, this is definitely the 1940s, huh? Yeah. (laughs) So a different neighbor who I guess was out and saw the fire attempted to call the fire department but also got no response. So then that neighbor drove into town to find the fire chief F.J. Morris in person. Wow. Small town. Mm -hmm. Very small town. The fire department was only two and a half miles from the Sauter family house, but the firefighters did not reach the house until 8 a.m., seven hours after the fire started. my gosh, just imagine the parents. Yeah, they're just having to sit there and watch their house burn down with five
0: of their kids unknown. Yeah, and probably thinking my five children are like dead
1: in there. Mm -hmm. So when the fire department did arrive, the entire house was just ash. Yeah, no duh. Took y'all like fucking seven hours, bro. Yeah. So it's the forties and it's small town, local fire department, but like they didn't have the system that's in place today. So the fire chief, yes, was told in person, Hey, there's a fire at the solder house. But the fire chief could not drive the fire truck. He didn't have the ability to, didn't know how. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just get in and drive, bud, what Right? I mean. Isn't it just a truck, dude? I guess. I see them all the time. Just sit up front. And then also, they weren't all in a centralized location, so the fire chief called a different firefighter, who then called another firefighter, who then called another firefighter, and they're playing a game of telephone, going, hey, we have a call, hey, we have a call, hey, we have a call, hey, we have a call. And it took a whole ass work day? Sure fucking did, I guess. Jeez. So nobody's in the same place. They're not answering the phones. You know, by the time they gather enough people to go put this fire out, the fire's already out, but everything's burned to ash. Yeah. You know, like. Well, they
0: fumbled the shit out of this one. Oh, they sure did.
1: The firefighters looked through the ash to find remains of the children, but nothing was found, and I put, gee, really? Gee, really? (laughs) (laughs) Seven hours later? (laughs) the fire chief suggested that the fire burned so hot that it completely cremated the children and their bones Mm, i don't
0: think that's how i think it has to be really really fucking hot for that oh it does right okay
1: it does so when flesh is burned away bones are typically still there but in a fragmented form yes there also was apparently no smell of burning flesh reported during or after the fire which i feel like you'd you probably know. This is yeah. pretty distinct. It's like hair burning. Uh, you yeah, know. You know when that's happening. The cause of the fire was determined to be faulty wiring in the house. Hmm. We'll come back to that. A week later, the coroner issued death certificates for the five soldered children who did not make it out of the house. The concrete foundation to the house remained. That was the only thing that pretty much remained. And George later used a bulldozer to cover it up with dirt and create a memorial for his children. Oh, that's sad. It is sad, but also, I don't think you should be doing that, George. No. Um, George and Jenny believe that their children were kidnapped, and that the fire was deliberately set as a diversion.
0: Oh, so, right from the start, the parents were like, no, they didn't die in there?
1: Well, yeah, because, so they... They, there's a lot of stuff that's like suspect that's happening before and during and after and with the investigation and with their, the theories and there's a lot more stuff that we're going to get into that the parents were like, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. But then they're also hopeful because they're like, well, what if my kids did get out?
0: Yeah. I think that I would hold on to that hope and be like, no, they definitely were taken. We're going
1: to find them They're going to be alive. It's going to be great. So, the fire chief said, faulty wiring. That's why the fire started. And the reason why they were confused about this is because George previously had the wiring checked by the power company the previous fall. Hmm. So, just a couple months ago. And they deemed the wiring was in a safe working order. So, that's weird. Yeah. Um, A little background. George actually immigrated from Italy. He was about 13 when he came over to Ellis Island. Um, For whatever reason, his brother did not stay with him and went back to Italy. So, you know. Yeah. There you go. Um, And in this town in Fayetteville, West Virginia, there's a small Italian community there also. And he actively voiced his disdain for Benito Mussolini. So, for those of you who don't know, he's the Italian prime minister slash dictator. Definitely dictator, y'all. Not a good person, but apparently in this Italian community that he was in, his opinions were not the majority opinion. Yeah. Um, So, his opinion sparked heated debates within the community, and then... Sources report that George never revealed why he left Italy, and it makes some people think that he was involved in shady business or, like, the Italian mafia. But he came over when he was 13, so I'm not really sure about that.
0: Yeah. Sketch.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened to his parents, but he moved over here by himself. His brother brought him over here, and then his brother went back. So I don't know, like, what happened with his parents or anything. So, who knows? So... In the fall, prior to this fire, a life insurance salesman came to the house, um, but when he realized that he wasn't going to get the sale for the life insurance, he became infuriated and he yelled, quote, your goddamn house is going up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed. You're going to be paid for the dirty remarks you've been making about Mussolini. Jeez. That seems like a smoking gun to me. Yeah, that's it. pretty ominous. Yeah. Days before the fire, two of the Sauter sons actually witnessed a man watching some of the children coming home from school on Highway 21. Wow. So, that's weird. Yeah. Another occurrence happened the night of the fire at 1230 a.m. when the phone rang and Jenny got out of bed to answer it. Jenny noticed that the lights downstairs were still on, um... And as she started to fall back asleep, she heard a loud bang on the roof, followed by the sound of something rolling. An hour later, she woke up to the smell of smoke entering <gasps> her room downstairs. So, like a... like a Molotov. Possibly. Oh, my gosh. Maybe. Maybe. So, if the fire was caused because of fi- faulty wiring, then jenny stated that the lights wouldn't have been working downstairs they wouldn't have been on but that's not really true so
0: hmm
1: yeah there's like it just because there's faulty wiring doesn't mean that your lights aren't gonna work it just means something's wrong like they could still be working and then cause a fire somewhere else
0: yeah and everything's like not connected right like one light goes straight to the box another light goes straight to the box
1: yeah exactly
0: i don't know don't quote me on that i'm definitely not an electrician
1: hundred—it's not a hundred percent. We're like, oh, if there's faulty wiring, your lights won't work. That's not yeah. true at all. That's not true at all. So, I, and in the forties, I'm going to say
0: there probably wasn't a lot of safety features that yeah. could turn off your power
1: yeah, if there was faulty. Yeah, they probably had that shitty ass knob and tube wiring that the time. <laughs> <fire. laughs> yeah. So the solders the solderers also claim that they saw the lights on during the fire as well. So they're under the impression that if the if the wiring was faulty that the lights wouldn't be on, so, like, this is also what's kind of sparking their suspicion, so, eh, not really accurate, but... But grieving parents, so, like... Yeah, they're suspicious of something, so... A witness also said that they saw a man removing a block and tackle, which is used for removing engines from cars. Now, did they check George's two coal trucks to see if the engines were in there? No. Hmm... Which I'm sure the dude didn't even remove the engines, but it it alludes to someone tampering with the trucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can just go in there and start unplugging shit, and then it won't
1: start. (laughs) Yeah. So, we have...
0: Weird sounds. faulty wiring.
1: Yeah. We have phones ringing, and someone had called the wrong, you know, place. Like, it was some lady from a party asking for somebody that was not at the residence. So... Phones ringing in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve, um, possible faulty wiring, weird sounds on the roof, um, all kinds of stuff happening. A man watching the kids. Yeah, people watching your kids, uh, an insurance salesman who's mad about remarks you've made who literally said he was going to do exactly what happened. There's some weird shit in this case. Okay, so a man named Lonnie Johnson came forward, and he was a thief who intended to rob the otter home. Uh, He said he stole a block and tackle from the residence. He also admitted to cutting the phone lines just before the fire started, and he claimed he thought it was the power line because he intended to rob the house once the power was cut. Well, you don't sound like a great person. Nope. But, I mean, there was a the witness who said they saw a man removing a block and tackle, and so, I mean, there's yeah. That. A bus driver claims that he drove by the solder house right before the fire and saw someone throwing, quote, balls of fire onto the roof.
0: Molotovs! Mm-mm. Yep. I mean, that's what I think of when he says balls of fire. But why didn't he, like, stop and be like, yo, what the
1: fuck? I don't know. Huh.
0: Because in the
1: forties like I don't know if it was like he drove by and saw something odd and like just kinda chalked it up to it's late and I'm tired and like you know, just after the fact, after the fire burned down, he kinda put it together.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But I feel like in the forties everybody was like up in everybody's business. So me, Nosy S. Mariah, had I seen that, I would have been like, Yo, what the fuck is happening over there? True. And you know what?
1: Maybe he, like, called and said something, and then yeah. nobody answered the fucking phone. And the police chief was just asleep, you know? Yeah, I don't know what where the police chief was, but yeah, the fire chief for sure was, like, just fucking around. Another local fire had actually occurred recently, and it was a three-story house was set ablaze with seven people inside. All seven skeletons had been recovered. Huh. So, there's another home set on fire. It was arson. Yeah. So, someone killed I think. Don't quote me on that.
0: I don't know. G- either way, seven people died.
1: Yeah. Either way, another n- not-a-single-story home with, like, seven to ten people inside burned. Yeah. So, you know. Sus. That's interesting. All right. You ready for my scheduled tangent- Yes, hit I'm it. I'm excited. All right, so the family visited the memorial that George had made, um, and two-year-old Sylvia was, like, playing in the yard, and she found a hard metal object, which Jenny believed may have caused the loud bang on the roof that she, that worked, that, woof that <laughs> woke her that night. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Jenny's like, oh, that could have been it. So George further inspected the object and thought it was a napalm pineapple bomb like the ones used in the war at the time. So this is coming from the report that I read. Okay, this piqued my interest because I'm like, I can research that. Yeah, what is that? How true is that? So the war at the time, it was in the 40s, so I'm like, okay, World War II, is that what you're talking about? So a napalm pineapple bomb is actually, the the like term for it, the military term for it is Blue 3 B-L-U dash the number 3, pineapple yeah. that's what it's called and it's like, I'm sure it's probably like yay big and then it has these prongs coming out of it Okay. either way so from the research that I did I do not think that this is what he was talking about if you look up pineapple bomb take napalm out of it pineapple bomb it's like those little grenades that have like the grooves I'm not the circular grenades Do you know what I'm talking about yeah
0: I'm
1: I think it's more along the lines of that but I can't be positive so yeah the report that I read and looked at showed a picture of the napalm pineapple bomb the blue three okay so that <laughs> I'm just gonna give you some technical bullshit Okay. So, The Blue 3 Pineapple is a cluster bomblet used against personnel and unarmored targets. Jeez! So, 360 of these little medium, I guess medium-sized bombs were deployed in a CBU-2A cluster bomb. Okay. Now that, the CBU-2A, if anybody wants to look it up, it is basically like I guess a warhead that you put on an aircraft and then you have you send that flying, right? Which is filled with tinier bombs. Shit, yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's the mechanism that's gonna get it from air to ground. The C B U two A. Yeah. All right. Plus the cluster bomb is what it's called. So three hundred and sixty of these smaller bombs were put into the cluster bomb. So, a cluster bomb, it's anti-material munition. It's used against trucks, radar, ammunition, parked aircraft, fuel tanks, blah, blah, blah. We blow shit up. Yeah. So, the dispenser has an, okay, a thin aluminum skin. We're talking about the cluster bomb here, the one that gets it from air to ground. A thin aluminum skin and contains 19 thin-walled anodized aluminum tubes 17 of these 19 are loaded with 360 napalm pineapple bombs so it's a big fucking bomb i'll get i'll give you some numbers there's a ton of bombs inside this bomb, basically Mm -hmm. so this together was used extensively in the vietnam war by americans Mm way to go After it's released from the aerial dispenser, the bomblet was stabilized by six pop-out drag vanes. So, the pineapple bomb, the napalm pineapple bomb, it's like, this is basically the body, right? The cylinder. It's like probably as big as my head, I guess. Yeah. And then you have these long, uh, like, metal things coming out of it, making it look like the top of a pineapple, kind of. That stabilize it.
0: Well, it falls.
1: Yes. So it these detonated on impact and each napalm pineapple bomb released 250 high velocity still pellets. Jeez. Two hundred and fifty little metal balls inside each napalm pineapple bomb. Three hundred and sixty of those are inside seventeen tubes in one cluster bomb. So we're doing a fuck ton of damage yeah. with just one drop. So, and I did the math for you. If three hundred and sixty were in seventeen aluminum tubes with two hundred and fifty high velocity pellets for each pineapple, then at one time for one cluster bomb dropped, it's one point Okay, one million five hundred and thirty thousand high velocity pellets for each cluster bomb dropped. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Here's the reason why I don't think that this was the exact same thing that George thought it was. I think the reporting was incorrect. So, the fire started in 45. Yeah. Uh, The Vietnam War was November 1st, 1955 to April 30th, 1975. So, and these pineapple bombs were created roughly in the 60s. So, that's still 20 years too early.
0: Yeah, so someone probably got their reporting wrong or yes. he was like refer like a like referring to something during that time. Yeah, you know? George was
1: referring to something during that time and I think that whoever researched it or tried to put it together went, "Oh yeah, that's it." But like there's two different quote pineapple bombs and so yeah. one is like looks like a grenade or George is referring to something else that we really don't know because if it's it's an exploded ordinance then it's not going to really be intact so what do I know?
0: Oh my gosh, isn't it like, I always think about this but like it's really upsetting and depressing when you think that a human being created that bomb specifically to kill other human beings like I always think about that with any kind of weapon system I'm like how sad is that that the intent of creating this was to end the lives of others.
1: Yes. So, we're going to do another awareness thing. April 4th is actually the International Mine Awareness Day, by the way, because anybody oh, didn't know that. I did not. Yep, I didn't either. So, during a period of nine years, the United States dropped an average of one airload. So, I don't know how much is in an airload. We're going to just assume at the very least one cluster bomb is in an airload. Yeah. Over the course of 9 years, the United States dropped an average an average of one airload, so maybe one cluster bomb every 8 minutes.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Oh yeah. I did not think it was going to be that much. Every 8 minutes. More than two million tons of bombs were raining down on Vietnam from 1964 to
0: 1973. Can you imagine? Yeah, no, what do they fucking hate us? Dude? Yeah, like come on. And like, I, I always criticize like how America. You know, I love this country. Blah blah blah. All that shit. Okay, I always criticize like how we've acted in wars because i'm from this country and i can criticize that yes i recognize like the vietnamese were probably doing they were doing horrible things killing soldiers at that time but i can actively criticize this country because this is where i'm from and you were dropping massive bombs every eight minutes against people who were living in fucking huts and running around under the ground like are
1: are you kidding me let's not even talk about the bombs let's talk about what did we create to help stop them and we killed innocent women oh yeah children villagers with napalm if you guys don't know what napalm is it basically sets you fucking on fire
0: yeah and it's against the like you can't it's use against it the geneva convention yeah. yes
1: you so, cannot use it people from the vietnam war soldiers from the vietnam war whether they agree or disagree with what happened or what they had to do at that time They either died because, you know, their napalm suits fucking exploded. So it wasn't even safe for our soldiers to use, let alone be using on other people. Let's think about that. Uh, And anybody that was near it, they have fucking all kinds of health problems.
0: And then we simultaneously forced our soldiers to go and do this. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a volunteer... military at that time it was hey europe get the fuck over there yes and then they and then they go and suffer all of these horrible they see things that are horrible have ptsd are likely injured and come back to a country america that hates them for what they did and they look around and they say dude i didn't want to go like i got drafted i had to go yeah it's
1: just this war is just just like so upsetting what we did to our soldiers alone yes should be crimes against humanity.
0: Yeah. And not to mention setting Vietnamese people on fire and letting them burn alive. Like yeah. That war... It, I, I do not like to study that war. No. Or focus on that war because Instead it makes me else. irate. Yes. It makes so me so mad. So that was a big
1: fuck up. A yeah. A big fuck up.
0: That'd and mean- I'm pretty sure we don't even call it a war. We call it a conflict because we technically lost because we technically lost because we just left we said yeah deuces bro 20 years is too hard See. yeah and
1: thank god we fucking left like what the fuck yeah really they are still experiencing hardships from the shit that we did in the fucking 50s and 70s like yeah they still have to deal with that shit so like yeah we can just leave and be all fucking fine and dandy you know except for the soldiers who have all these health problems because of it but at the same time like there's still people getting fucking blown up from unexploded ordinances just kids have yeah. been playing around we're like that is such bullshit. It's sad. You guys want to talk about World War One and Two where there's unexplained ordinances, and we want to go. Oh my gosh, it's so sad. Like, go take a look at Vietnam. Yeah, because it's a million times worse, and that's a statistic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm <just laughs> yeah. And again, like
0: when we criticize this, we're criticizing because we are a part of that community. Like both of us are veterans. Like, yeah and i feel like any organization should be criticized you should there should be people that look at it and says hey this isn't blind good
1: loyalty like yes. i get it and the military tries to tell you that and like i understand i get where you're coming from like you need people to like do the follow orders and, and follow and yeah. but if you don't have the right people in charge making decisions that need to be made and and stopping shit that shouldn't happen then stuff like this happens yeah exactly so like it's good to be questioned i get the reasoning why sometimes you don't need to be questioned but and that's because there's like some severity and like time is of the essence and i get that but like if we don't have the checks and balances put in place yeah we're just the the vietnam war happens so don't add us bro yeah Yeah. (laughs) can't change my mind yeah and if you still want to add us, keep listening, because there's more. <laughs> okay, so, to stop the Vietnamese from getting supplies through Laos, probably saying that wrong, Rita, let me know. <laughs> the U.S. dropped more than 270 million submunitions, 80 million of which are believed to be unexploded on the ground today.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: 80 million. Little bombs. All over.
0: Yeah, if that just doesn't like make you upset. Like I don't know what
1: will, you know. I'll keep reading. Keep keep listening. <laughs> I'll make you upset. At least one person in Laos gets killed by a cluster munitions every third or fourth day. Oh wow.
0: Okay, that's a very high statistic, and that is very problematic.
1: Sure is. So. I did some more math here. <laughs> I got all excited. Seven and a half drops per hour. 180 airload drops a day. 65,700 airload drops per year. So, roughly 1.5 million high velocity pellets at least were being dropped every eight minutes. For nine years. Dang. Do you want me to do that math for you real quick? <laughs> I fe- no, I'm I fe- sure I felt it's... like
0: that was enough. That is definitely enough.
1: For you to go, what in the fuck were we thinking?
0: Yeah, to say, oh, that's terribly sad.
1: Every, who came up with every eight minutes? Like, even if you're going through a war and you're dropping bombs, every eight minutes? Did you want to fucking annihilate? The Vietnamese yeah and at that point like
0: you can't ensure and I'm sure the rules of engagement were less way less loose than what we have now but it is very much you cannot ensure that civilians are safe and that should be your number one thought you know we really fumbled it like that's the best way and America owes a huge apology to a lot of people Have we ever given an apology? No, I don't think we ever have. Well, we might have. Don't quote me on that. But I do not believe. I think that we've apologized. Yeah, I think we've apologized to, like, our veterans. Because, you know, they were spit on when they got home. And the shit was beat out of them if they were in the uniforms. Which, again, I'm just like, wait, the government forced you to go. And now, what the
1: fuck? Okay, so positive note so dca or dan church aid is a new project that has been started as of 2014 so a little bit of time has passed since that's been started and their goal is to help clear the unexploded munitions and educate people in the dangers of handling them because some kids i think are just picking some of these things up thinking that oh cool i can play with it they're children they're children they don't know so education and clearance is this this project um, Doing God's work, bro. The aim is to ensure fewer accidents the and rural, the rural areas contaminated rural. by these munitions to be safer for agriculture, habitation, and infrastructure in the future. So, there we go. We're trying to clear. We're trying to educate. Yeah. We're trying to let them prosper. Those are the people I want to be friends with.
0: Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. If they have a donation site, we should link it in the description because that is a good-ass
1: company i have the source um which is their website yeah we should link it let me see if they have a donation page so if you go to their website um there's a a little link at the top right called join us um you can become a volunteer an employee you can support the work
0: yeah we'll we'll just have to link that that's good it's in
1: it's already in the the sources so it's just the uh DanChurchAid.org slash join dash us for anyone who doesn't want to click the link in the description. But, <laughs> um, or just, you know, Google Mine Awareness Vietnam how to support.
0: Mine Awareness. Yeah. <sighs> That's a good ass company. And I'm glad you put a little bit of positivity in there.
1: Yeah, of course. Like we, <laughs> we have to talk about positive things. But so there's the Vietnam tangent. I hope you liked it. Really sorry that it took so long, but. Um, is what it is. It, yeah, it is what it is. Um, back to the solder family, because I'm sure everyone's forgotten what we're even talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I did for a little bit. So Jenny, the mom, started experimenting by burning animal bones because she was not convinced that her children's bones would not be part of the ashes in this fire if they were in the fire. Yeah. So she goes a little slight, slightly unhinged, uh, burns animal bones. And skin.
0: I mean, I think I would, too, if they were like, hey, your children died in here. We have no,
1: nothing to prove that they were in there. Sorry, see you later. I would, too. Like, I I'd be like, "Uh, the fuck? Yeah, I completely get that. So every experiment that she did left remains. All of them. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a common thing, right? You know, she's suspicious. She's done these experiments. So she talks to someone who works at a crematorium, and that person told her that, Bones remain even after burned at two thousand degrees Fahrenheit for two hours. so yeah, that's pretty pretty freaking hot, and that's a controlled burn in a crematorium, and they have the walls to a control it, but also to let it heat up to that degree, right? Yeah, it, it's not gonna a random house fire is not gonna go to two thousand degrees Fahrenheit on not its at own all. on yeah. its own, so. We would have had to find an accelerant or something like that for it to get probably not even anywhere near that degree, and none of that was found, I guess, with this fire chief. Who knows? He probably doesn't even know how to investigate. So it is important to note the solder home only burned for approximately 45 minutes before the Hmm. house was burned down. So 45 minutes. So, 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit for two hours to to still leave bones versus a 45-minute house fire and five yeah. children, no bones. There were also household appliances that were found in the rubble, so not everything completely burned. So, you're telling me we're finding a toaster, but little Jimmy over here, we can't find him? Yeah, his so. bones. Yeah. 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 So, probably, yeah. Who, who knows? We don't know. So, like, maybe there's information we don't have that would support them burning, or maybe they weren't in the house. No. uh uh-huh. So, the Sodders appealed to the FBI, but the head at the time, J. Edgar Hoover, said that it wasn't part of their jurisdiction for the FBI. They left it to the local police. He did say if they could get the... Uh, approval of the local authorities that the FBI would be happy to help. Ha! <laughs> the local authorities denied the help. They would Thanks not Thanks, Hoover. Them. Well, I mean, he can't do anything. He's the FBI head, like, they have all this crap going on, right, FBI? I'm pretty sure we don't, I'm pretty sure we
0: don't like Hoover. I'm
1: pretty I think sure has, we don't either, but I'm not positive.
0: I think he has, like, some controversies where he, like, pinned some stuff on some people and it was proven that he did.
1: We but can go into that sure. later. We can do an episode on that. I think we
0: are. I think that he has some controversies around him. I agree. I don't think that he's the most <gasps> oh, it's stand-up guy. The Black Panthers.
1: Pretty Ooh, sure that he, he has some bad shit Panthers? on the black.
0: Yeah, but also I'm like the
1: '40s. Is it the right Hoover? J. Edgar Hoover. I don't know. We'd have to. We'd have to do some research and maybe do an episode on it if you want. Yeah going be part of our conspiracy theories slash whatever else we find in it whatever else we find in it yeah we just call it jehovah um
0: illegal Ill, illegal wiretapping
1: um oh, yeah. the florida
0: u-boat landings global intelligence in 72 he
1: died well yeah this dude Rip. Uh, yeah, so he, yeah, I mean, like at that point, that's not really his fault, you know, but maybe other things are. So the Sodders then hired a pathologist called Oscar Hunter, and he was from Washington. He combed <laughs> over the entire site of the home. So this pathologist actually found human remains at the site. He found four different, like, pieces of vertebrae, all from the same person. Oh. So they were sent off to the Smithsonian and Whoa. the bones did not have any scorch marks on them so it was determined that the person that this these bones were from did not die in a fire they were more likely brought in from the dirt that George had to fill the oh, site oh
0: i totally forgot about that yeah
1: yeah so um the bone the Smithsonian decided that the bones belonged to a person between 16 and 22 years old the closest possible match to that would have been the 14-year-old son, but this was improbable. The Smithsonian said it was improbable that a 14-year-old bones, like I guess density and like structure Which, or measurements, yeah. would not
0: would like show up as possibly a 16 to 22. Yeah, like they're
1: they're so different between a 14 and a 16-year-old that yeah, it's improbable that it was the 14-year-old kid, and that was the oldest. So yeah I agree, so then we don't know whose bones they are. Uh, the location of the bones uh, is unknown, and the DNA evidence at the time was like not around not, or not solidified, so DNA was not completed, so we don't know who they belong to or where they are at this point
0: i would I would probably agree that they came from the dirt,
1: yeah which makes me wonder where did you get this dirt george yeah
0: first of all where'd you get the dirt or yeah. they were like tossed in heap like after the fire you know yeah. like someone was like oh like screw these like mess up the investigation toss yeah but in. it
1: was just like four different vertebrae from the backbone so like where's the yeah. rest so yeah, all, that's not I very don't... smart um okay so there were sightings of the children these missing children uh, one sighting occurred the night of the fire while the fire was still burning. A woman claimed to see the children in a car that drove by while the fire was still burning. Hmm. Um, a different woman who worked at a tourist stop near the solder house said she spotted the missing solder children and even claims to have served them breakfast. And she said that the car they traveled in had a Florida license plate. Huh. Interestingly enough... Jenny Sauter's brother lived in Florida at the time, and some theories claim that the children were with him, and even Jenny at one point thought they were with him. But so, why? I don't know. But also, if they were, like, taken and not in this fire, what, why would you take five kids? Like, it's not easy for you to just take half the kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy to kidnap one kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. So five five, kids. With one of them being 14. Yeah. And all of the kids that did not make it out of the fire. So if we're saying these kids were kidnapped, all of the kids that were, quote, possibly kidnapped are upstairs. Why wouldn't you take the kids on the bottom? And they're younger and they're easier to manipulate. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. So why would you kidnap half the ki- family and then set a fire to the house for the other half? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that'd be like, hard. I don't know what the motivation would be. Is there
0: any like I don't know if you'll get into any theories about the kids running away together maybe?
1: Uh, no, any theories that I have are like something about Italian mafia, maybe they like tried to hold ransom or some something or they are getting back at George for his, you know, comments. Um, some people think the kids actually died in the fire. Some people think that they were sold off to, like, different orphanages or, like, other places. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it could be a case of, like, um, human trafficking. Yeah.
0: Because, like, but the again, older
1: kids you might want for human trafficking, like, you're not going to take a 2-year-old for human trafficking, but, like, But it, year like we were saying,
0: it's so hard to take like, five, five, however many kids older, and, quote, older kids yeah. on the second floor. Yeah. And then if it's for ransom, why would there you set wasn't the house a on fire? Wherever, yeah, but if that was, like, a possible, like, motive, why would you set the house on fire and run the risk of the people giving you the ransom dying? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, sorry. I don't know. Had yeah. to interrupt you
1: there. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I absolutely, like, the the theories. like, they're just kind of wild.
0: And, like, there's always, like, what we just spoke about, there's one thing that makes that theory, like, not possible, you know? Or not smart.
1: Yeah. So, a woman in Charleston said that she saw the children with two women and two men about a week after the fire. She said that the adults were of Italian descent, and she tried to talk to them, but the men seemed unpleasant to talk to, and she left afterwards. She can't remember the date, but roughly a week after the fire. Huh. George saw a newspaper clipping of a school of school children in New York. So, one of the girls actually looked like his missing seven year old Betty. So, George drove up to New York, tracked down her school and her parents, but he wasn't allowed to see her. Wow. Yep. Uh, The family actually received a letter from a woman in St. Louis saying that the oldest missing daughter. Yeah. Saying that the <laughs> oldest missing daughter, Martha, was actually in a convent here. What? Yeah. So there's all kinds of crazy allegations going on. Um, in 1950, the case was officially closed by local West Virginia authorities.
0: Oh, that's sad.
1: So they're claiming faulty wiring. The children burned completely. They issued the death certificates and everything. There was like a few more sightings. There was um, somebody mailed a picture of some guy to the family saying that it was probably the 14-year-old, like you know, years later, and it had some weird message on the back. Um, they hired another private investigator to uh, go investigate this because it was in Kentucky where this photo was from, and the investigator disappeared. So theories about that are he took he took the money and disappeared and he yeah, didn't actually of course, investigate yeah. the case, but you know who knows. Isn't
0: there, like, a more, um, oh, like, I say recent, but I think it was, like, early 2000s where, like, a woman went missing in, like, Mexico or somewhere in South America? I'm sorry, it just reminds me of the case, this case, but, like... The investigator kept telling the family, like, hey, we have these tips. I just need $10,000, and we can go and get her. And they would send $10,000, and the investigator would be like, oh, they moved her, but if you give me $10,000 more dollars, like, I know where she's going to be. And they just kept giving this dude money. That's so I was sad. like, okay.
1: That's really sad.
0: Yeah, and if my daughter or my son was missing, my child, I would, and someone was like, hey, I know exactly where they are, as a distraught parent, I'd be like, why would they ever lie? Give it to them. You know? People but there's shit. a lot of fucked up people out there.
1: I think yeah. that the solder spent, so like, money nowadays. I think they spent between fifty thousand and a hundred thousand, like, on everything that they, you know, tried to have invested. That's a lot of so, money. Heck yeah, it's a lot of money. But, but I don't.
0: I don't think people are inherently evil. I definitely think people are inherently good, like, born good. Yeah, 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 but some people are bad, serious yeah.
1: shits, though. Like, if you're scamming, <laughs> distraught, like, parents, parents, like, you're a shit. You're a shitty person. <laughs> yeah, you are evil. So, after all of this, case was closed. You know, investigator goes missing, and, you know, they can't get anything else. The FBI has kind of been involved. The Smithsonian has been involved, all of this. Uh, the Sodders paid for a billboard so that they could help crowdsource for information um their pictures are on there the picture of that was sent to them of the guy in kentucky is on there um and then like descriptions and you know just asking for help i think it's still up my personal opinion i looked at the picture of the guy in kentucky i don't think that it's the kid that they thought it was just because of like the ears and the chin difference and like yeah the like cheekbones like just look at that but i don't know what i i think i think that they did not
0: die in the fire but i don't know what happened yeah exactly i agree I, it could be anything, you know But like we were saying, it does not make sense if you're kidnapping them To kidnap the ones on the top floor And how are you going to make these five children You're like, I'm kidnapping all of you Walk down this ladder that's out the window Yeah Like, that's just not going to happen, you know You would hope that that just wouldn't happen It's just, I mean, who who knows Yeah, yeah I have no answers to this This is definitely falls into the Strange Disappearances title Oh, yeah <laughs>
1: Well, multiple tips across the country were reported with possible sightings of the missing children, but none of them have panned out. George died in 1969 with no answers, and Jenny died...
0: 69.
1: (laughs) Jenny died 20 years later with no answers. Oh my god, she lived way longer than he did. She was... her her curiosity fueled her. Like, she was trying (laughs) to find out.
0: Holy Um, 20 years later? God you gotta remarry at that point well, I mean, right she had
1: 10 kids over the course of 20 years she's she's good to go she's gonna get <laughs> she's back she's those 20 years <laughs> yeah the youngest of the children sylvia who was two at the time of the fire uh her name is sylvia Soder paxton she died in april 2021 after a long illness oh she was the last surviving Sauter sibling The family story and information has been passed down to Sylvia's family who have kept the research going and the memories alive. Good. And most of the photos that you're going to see, you'll see that it's courtesy of Jenny Hinthorne, which is actually Sylvia's daughter. Aw. And that is the case of the Sautter family missing children slash house fire slash Italian mafia slash Vietnam War. That's my episode. (laughs) Well, I did not. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, those of you who have stuck around to the very end, I applaud you. Like, you are a saint. (laughs) (laughs) But I hope you Uh, guys enjoyed it, and I hope it
0: was a good case. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, it's a case that makes you stop and be like, wait, what? Yeah. Because I don't think that they died in the fire. Also, how early, or how early does it get dark in Missouri? Because your
1: place is pitch black and mine is it's like freaking, sunshine is still out it's thundering out here like it's about to storm <laughs> oh. i know i oh, looked okay. at that i looked at that because i was looking at the camera and going like what time was, is it like how long was have we slowly, been recording <laughs> yeah i slowly was
0: watching it get darker and darker and now it's just like pitch black there yeah and
1: i <laughs> it's thundering it's like i don't know if it, you'll be able to catch it what's crazy it's, so uh, it's still so
0: bright out here, but, like, a lot of the fires are pushing down into Colorado, so it's, like, really hazy, but still really bright. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like unanswered. I, I don't like ha- not having answers, yeah. you know? and there's so many weird things with this case. I just genuinely don't know. I would love to hear opinions from the listeners, though. Yeah, write them in. We'll do
1: little side features on them.
0: Yeah, and if you send us a voice message and give us, like, your consent, like, we will post it yeah. so everyone else can hear what you have to say, you know? So,
1: yeah, that's important to know. If you want to send us a voice message but you don't want to be featured, just tell us. Yeah. We won't feature it. We, do, don't, have, we don't have to have your voice out there. We just want to yeah. hear from you guys. So, I featured Ted because he's a shit. Hey, yeah. Ted. <laughs> Happy 47th. <laughs> I mean, if you have, like, a lovely voice, let us know.
0: Or you could have, like, a nasally voice like myself. Fuck it, you know? Be featured on the
1: podcast. You could probably even send a voice message of you just breathing into the phone like the old-school babysitter calls, <laughs> and we probably feature it if you want, like...
0: Yeah, or to just say, like, hey... I love you guys. You're so great because we know you think that. Yeah, like, you obviously
1: can't have any other opinion whatsoever. (laughs) Especially not after that Vietnam tangent. Jeez. (laughs) You have to love us if you stayed for that. Oh, really?
0: If you stayed? Yeah. No, seriously, though, like, reach out. We want to know your opinions. We want to hear from all of you. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what our next scheduled episode is, but I'm sure it'll be tangent-filled and fun. Uh,
1: Duo killers. Oh, mine is good. Mine's good. Not couple killers. Duo killers. They're not going to be couples. Yeah, mine's good. Slight twist on an old trend. trend, Genre. Yeah, we hope you... (laughs) 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 We hope
0: you stick around. We love you. Hit us up on Instagram, Gmail, voice message, whatever. We'll see you next week. See you later.
1: Bye. Bye.